now that this kind of door has been opened to me and I know that financial independence and the opportunity to retire early is a possibility, I, I don't know, I have such a better outlook on life, I guess. I'm just so excited about the possibilities of having more freedom of my own time and more ownership. Welcome to the Quit Work Podcast, 15-minute conversations with people who are aiming to quit their job and go their own way. I'm Mark, and today I'm talking to Sarah, who's pursuing early retirement as an American expat in the Netherlands. She's sharing her path to financial independence on Instagram at AmericanExpatFi. Sarah, welcome to the Quit Work Podcast. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me on. It's fun to be here. So I think you've worked in Ireland and Britain and the Netherlands. So could you tell me, how did you come to work in Europe? I have been living in Europe for about eight years now, seven, seven and a half to eight. And I think my love of travel really started when I was a kid, when uh, my parents hosted five different exchange students from around the world for a year each. Um, so I really got uh, a, lot, a lot of culture when I was growing up, um, right, right in our house um, from Brazil, Japan, Germany. Uh, Mexico and Holland in the Netherlands where I live now. And when I was in college, when I was in university, I had the opportunity to go abroad for a semester to work in London and I just loved it. I traveled all over uh, every chance I got. You know, we only worked three days a week and had class another day and then three day weekends we were gone all the time. Yeah. So yeah, I really fell in love with Europe and when I had the opportunity to do my master's degree also in London. I jumped at the chance. Yeah. Yeah, that was seven, eight years ago. And I just never left. Tell us about the work that you do there. Yes. So I am an IT project manager, more specifically an IT delivery lead right now. Project delivery lead, it's called. I work on this huge program that has to do with 72 different operating companies um, around the world. But the headquarters of this company is in the Netherlands, in, in Amsterdam. And it is an IT role, but also quite kind of business related. Yeah. I'm not super technical. So like a lot of people think you have to be very technical to, to work in IT, but you really don't. And yeah, it's, it's fun, but it's also stressful. And it's also um, quite a challenge at times. So what are the good things? What, what are the fun things about work? And what are the things that you like less? So I love being able to interact with so many people from around the world. Again, there's, there's a lot of Dutch people I work with, of course, but there's, I would only say that's really 50% of, of who works there. Everyone else is, is an expat as well, just like me. And that, that's easily my favorite part, just getting to know people from all over, having something in common, obviously, yeah. so you really connect with them. And the fact that it is a challenge is also great as well, but... Uh, yeah, it's demanding, you know, it's, uh, takes up too much of my time, unfortunately. And I actually live, oof, uh, an hour and 20 minute train ride away from where Ooh. I work. So I know <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> yeah. I only go into the office two days a week, but, uh, even yeah. that is, is quite a bit. So, yeah. And when you say it takes up a lot of your time, say a little more about that. Do you find yourself working longer than the regular office hours? 
Yes. So I don't think it's as much as if I had been working in the U.S., to be fair, yeah. but it is still more than I would like to. Um, you know, there's really the, the grind culture in the U.S. Uh, to be yeah. fair, I haven't worked there in quite some time, so I, maybe I shouldn't say that, but that's kind of how it was before I left. And yeah, I, I definitely work over the 40 hours most, yeah. most weeks. So how did you get interested in financial independence? You know, I can't remember exactly which blog I came upon first, but I do remember 2019, I came across Personal Finance Club. Yeah. Jeremy at Personal Finance Club. And he, I think he had 500 followers at that point. And now it's something, you know, a couple hundred thousand now. <laughs> yeah. Those little infographics he was sharing just really clicked with me. And I thought, wow, there's an opportunity for me to retire earlier than 65. I need to do a little bit more research here. For people who haven't heard of the FIRE movement or don't know much about it, how would you explain the strategy for retiring early? Sure. So, I mean, it stands for financial independence, retire early. And it really just means if you have enough of a nest egg in, in any, well, in different types of either retirement accounts, brokerage accounts, real estate, there's a lot of different ways to do it. If you have enough that you're able to draw a little bit from that each year to sustain yourself, um, whether that be, you know, kind of a bare bones level or fat fire, as they call it, and, and kind of having an extravagant budget, there's room for everyone to be able to not have to work till you're 65 or 70. Yeah. You know, just being smart about saving and investing. Yeah, that's the crucial thing, isn't it? It's uh, yep. being able to spend a lot less than you earn and put the difference in an investment account that grows over time. Exactly. And you're a master at this. So from <laughs> your Instagram, it looks like your savings rate is very frequently over 60%. And that's in a country that's pretty expensive to live in. How do you achieve that? How do you manage to save and invest uh, more than 60% of what you earn? So I have to, a little disclaimer that that is only my half. So I have yes. um, a partner here. I have a boyfriend. He's Dutch as well. The figures that you see on my Instagram are always mine only. Yeah. He doesn't want to share any of that stuff. He's not necessarily on board with fire <laughs> because the Dutch have a very different um, viewpoint on things. And I can maybe get into that later. I was going to ask you about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting topic, but... Yeah, I really try to be intentional about what I spend on. Yeah. And I think there's a fine line between intentionality and frugality when it comes to money. So I think to a lot of people, I may look very frugal. But yeah, I, I want to spend on things that I enjoy and that are, that are going to, you know, bring me joy, that are going to help me in some way, I guess. And having a car payment, for instance, that's, that's not something I don't think will ever bring me joy. Yeah. So it, it just depends on, on what people like, what people uh, value. And I value, you know, living, I guess, a relatively simple life with some travel here, some travel there. I like that way of talking about it, just being intentional with what you spend, spending on the things yes. that do bring you joy and not spending on the things that you feel like because everybody else is, you have to spend on like expensive cars, but really don't exactly. bring you joy. Exactly. Yeah. You've mentioned the concept on Instagram of a financial runway. And I think the last time you calculated it, your financial runway was seven years. So tell us how that works, what a financial runway is. It basically means how many years can you support yourself for the amount of money you currently have? 
I needed to calculate that based on money I could actually draw down from. So for instance, I can't really touch my 401k right now. I know there's all these backdoor Roth IRAs and whatnot, but it's not applicable to me since I don't live in the US. Basically, the money that I have in my brokerage account, the money that I have in my savings account, and anything else in, in those types of accounts that I can draw from, essentially. And my, again, my spending is, is really relatively low, and that's why for seven years, if I, if I didn't make any more money, I could, in theory, if, you know, if inflation doesn't get too crazy, <laughs> yeah. um, support myself. As you move towards fire, that runway goes up and up until eventually it becomes infinite, effectively. Exactly. So let's go back to your boyfriend not being fully on board with your fire journey. What's, what's his thinking? And uh, how do you handle that difference in your approaches to your finances? So I think in, maybe in general, a little bit in Europe, but definitely in the Netherlands, they have a very strong you know, pension program here. Yeah. And annual leave. So those two things combined. He has eight weeks of holiday every year, just, and yep. he can buy up to four more. I mean, you know, that's, that's a whole month's less pay. So that's, that's something he has to weigh every year. But, yep. you know, if you have two months off a year, you're already initially like, do you need to retire early necessarily? You have a, you have a fair amount of time away from work. Yeah. So there's that. And then also, yeah, the pension system is so strong here that you, you will essentially have, I think it's, 90% of your highest earning year for the rest of your life. Right. Wow. But after the retirement age. So it's 67 right now. Yeah. And my boyfriend thinks when he's getting that age, it'll probably be closer to 70. So, yeah. you know, in my opinion, that's still far too long. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. but, but knowing that he has that there available to him is, yeah, those two things combined make him not, yeah. not fully on board with the idea. North American listeners will be very envious of that idea of eight to 12 weeks of vacation a year. Here it yes. can be two or three in many jobs. I know. That's the thing. Yeah. I hear it's getting better. My, my brother does have uh, unlimited PTO, but there's a kind of stigma around that. It's like, how much can you take? You know, but he usually takes about five weeks a year. So that's, that's oh, pretty that's good for good. a U.S. company. Yeah, because a lot of studies into this unlimited vacation mm -hmm. tend to find that people take less than three weeks. Yes. That you have to kind of force yeah, them that's... to take their. It, it's it's a very strange dynamic. Whereas if you're yeah, told you've got eight weeks vacation, you're going to take eight weeks vacation. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's the psychology behind it. Yeah. So how do you handle that difference between you and your boyfriend, just in the way that you approach work and retirement? Hmm. So I try to be quite open with him about it, but it's, it's kind of clear we're on different wavelengths there. I think there might be a time when I'm just potentially not working or working very part-time and he's still working full-time. And, yeah. and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I do hope, and I've told him this, that he's able to, you know, travel with me still and, yes. and uh, yeah, do some of those fun things that I especially want to do when I'm not working full-time. So what do you think your life will look like after financial independence? What will you do with all those extra weeks beyond the 8 to 12 that you're able to, say, travel with your boyfriend? That's a good question. And I don't think about it enough, but I feel like that's because it still feels so far away, you know? <laughs> but I, I'd like to spend a fair amount of the year in the U.S. with my family and then another, yeah. the bulk of the year here in Europe, you know, where my home base is, but then much more time in the U.S. with my family, like 
you know, a month and a half over Christmas, for instance, and then a month and a half in the summer would yeah. be would be great. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I do have some passions that I don't spend enough time on. Um, I really love to bake and I'm, I'm really good oh, yeah. at like intricate cookie decorating. <laughs> yeah. So very specific, <laughs> but... <laughs> It doesn't sound like a hobby that's very compatible with a high pressure, long hours job. Exactly. It's not at all. So I haven't yeah. baked anything in, a, in two months, I think. Yeah. So I, I do a lot, a lot more of those things that, that just require more time, you know, and you to kind of slow down. Last question for you, Sarah. How has your journey towards financial independence changed how you think about your life? Oh, my. It has changed my, the way I think about life vastly really I, I i was just kind of on this set path to retire when or i shouldn't even say retire it wasn't even in my mind like i would just be working forever essentially <laughs> yeah. but now that this kind of door has been opened to me and i know that financial independence and the opportunity to retire early is a possibility i i don't know i have such a better outlook on life, I guess. I'm just yeah. so excited about the possibilities of having more freedom of my own time and more ownership. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being so open about your financial independence journey. Listeners, if you'd like to connect with Sarah, you can follow her on Instagram. Again, that's at AmericanExpatFi. Sarah, thanks so much for joining me on the Quitwork podcast. Thank you, Mark. It was fun. Thanks for listening to the Quit Work Podcast. I love talking to people who have taken the bold step of quitting their job to start living their true life. Join me for a fresh conversation every week. Subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel at quitworkproject.com. And if you have any comments on this episode, or if you'd like to tell your own Quit Work story, I'd love to hear from you. Contact me at quitworkproject.com or on Twitter or Instagram at quitworkproject. I hope you too find your way to quitting work and living your true life.